Hey guys, this is Jenny Allen, and you are listening to the Made for This podcast. Okay, so I asked you guys the question, what do you want us to do around the holidays and what do you want us to do around Christmas? And the most requested thing was talk about tradition, talk about your family and how you celebrate and what does it look like? And today I'm in the studio with my family, with my two sisters and my mom. And I'm telling you what, nobody creates Christmas better than Carolyn Stowers. I literally am the product, surprisingly, of Martha Stewart. She is combined with a Hallmark movie. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and the funny thing is, is we are these girls. I mean, we had all girls in our family and our poor husbands have the hardest time ever measuring up to what Bill and Carolyn Stowers did for Christmas. It is we're ruined forever because it was just all so thoughtful. So just I don't know. It's just some of the best memories of our lives. So I need to start this way, though, and say The Allen family Christmases are not like the Stowers family Christmases, so zero pressure here, but I think it's fun to get a glimpse into a family that build great traditions. I want Brooke to start, my sister Brooke, because I want her to, she is the lover of all things Christmas to the next level of all of us. She got the nostalgic gene, like where you just, you know, love it more than most people. And so I want you to talk about why you love it so much and why you think it matters to create traditions, because it is a value to you. I love Christmas because I love things to stay the same. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm being really honest. Yep. So recently we were talking about Jenny and I both being sevens. I love adventure. I love travel. But as far as holidays, my home life, things that are close to me, I like them to stay the same. I and my mom, our mom, made sure that happened. She was so dedicated to family traditions because in those moments of family tradition, what happens is everything, which I still think this happens. I see it with my own family. Everything that usually matters doesn't matter anymore. And you come together and you bond over those moments. And that's why I love family tradition is it feels sacred and it feels special and it It feels feels set set apart. apart. Mm -hmm. Yes. But those traditions don't just happen. It takes a lot of intentionality. And especially when I look back that we were young, mom, you had three young girls and you were busting your tail to, I mean, I remember you, and it's not like you just stayed at home. I mean, you were president of the junior league stuff, like you were doing lots of things, but yet this was a huge priority to you. Let's start with why it was so important to you to create traditions and to make different seasons in our life so important. Well, probably because I grew up in a home where Christmas was always the same, just like Brooke said. And it was such a happy time in our life. My daddy worked all the time. Many nights uh, he would come in and eat and leave again and go back to work. And But Christmas was set apart in our family. So I bet that's why. Yeah. Never had thought about it. Yeah. Okay. So let's go to though you with young kids and you're making decisions. And this was important to you and daddy, like both of you really prioritize this. So you're making decisions together as you're starting your own family and building your own traditions. Dad kind of set the tone of like, we're going to be home and we're going to do these things. And what do you think was behind that for him? Well, we went to one, when you were born, Jenny, and you're a baby, we went to one Christmas with his family and the next Christmas to my family. 
And on the way home from that, he said, we are staying home for Christmas. I think he pictured traditions in his own life weren't there because they were in the military and moved everywhere. So he was going to make sure his family had memories of Christmas at home. Yeah, and we do. And and it's funny, now that our kids are big, they just want to go to your house yeah. for Christmas. <laughs> That's their tradition. Yeah. So dad um, won and y'all built quite the little experience. So let's talk about some of the things that we did. So Katie, talk about your memories of Christmas growing up. We're going to all have different ones. And I need to say again and again, do not be overwhelmed. Like I've maybe taken two or three of these things and applied them to our family. There's no way unless you are my mother who is just uniquely gifted at creating experiences that you could, you know, make all these things happen. But maybe some of these ideas will prompt an idea for you to start your own family. Should I tell the funny one? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> the closet. Oh, no. oh, that's a good one. <laughs> There's so many. Okay, well, that one, since she just said it, I'll, we always, every single Christmas Eve, dad would make us a huge pallet in their master bedroom closet. And it wasn't a very big closet, was it? It was actually a pretty small closet. In my little child memories, it seemed big. But we would. It wasn't when I was in college and still sleeping in it. I did. I was oh, slept absolutely. on it in college. Because I was so much younger. So you had Until to Until we doing got it. married, we slept in the closet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we would go to bed. Hold on. I have to say, too, that I, when Zach came into the picture, I didn't like him because it meant you couldn't sleep in the closet with us anymore. <laughs> this is how committed I, I was. Should, I think we should tradition. bring it back, y'all. This year at mom's house, we need to like all sleep on the closet again. So poor Zach, your husband, he was hated because he, it meant he was going to take you out of the closet. Because things shouldn't change. I know, Brooke. I love it. Huge value. <laughs> and she was stuck with the little sister all by herself. Did y'all sleep in the closet by yourselves yeah. after that? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I was going to say Advent. We did Advent religiously. What would we do, Mom? Like every Sunday, every Sunday night, every Sunday night, the weeks, you know, before Christmas. And then, but the no, the funny story was when I, I finally got to have my own candle. I was, I think I was five. And it was like a big deal when you reached a certain age and you were old and more responsible to have your, to hold your own lit candle. <laughs> Which was so all, brave that you did that all at all, Mom. Bow our heads to pray. And we look back up. And my bangs are totally on fire. Yeah, her hair. <laughs> <laughs> and did you like what get a bucket and splash me with water? Or did I go to the sink? I don't remember, but I will always I just remember, remember the mom first advent. And- <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, advent was a big memory for me, and Christmas PJs. That's a good one. Yeah, every Christmas Eve, which we still do. We still we do. still carry that one boys, on. We make the boys work, and all the adults and kids have matching PJs. Yeah. You can get them cheap at Old Navy, just yeah. FYI. The other one that I loved too was the 12 days of Christmas or was it tw- 24 25. or 25? <laughs> Mom had this, oh, do you, you, do you still have, they're, they're these little quilted things that you opened a little thing and crocheted. she would, they were crocheted, they were crocheted and they, you would tie your little gift and you couldn't see what it was and it was like, sometimes it was, let's go to the merry-go-round that day and sometimes it was like a $5 bill or probably $1 bill at the time. Yeah, or one thing was we'd make Christmas cookies, but I mean, mom, like now that I have all these kids, I'm like, how did you do that? That's incredible. We don't do that. <laughs> I would say one of my favorite traditions was dad setting up the train around the tree. Yes. We had this family dog that her name was Ginger. Those of you that know me, we have lots of jokes about Ginger because she was cross-eyed. 
(laughs) Not cross-eyed. Her eyes went in opposite directions. So she was never looking fully at you. She was a and had this big head and this little body. She was not cute, but I loved her so much. And we would put her bone on the train. And every night after work, he would always sit down and play with us with Ginger and the train. So I think, again, it's keeping perspective that the things that we remember are the things that were just participatory, that were moments in time that we paused and we did something together because it really isn't that difficult to set up a train around a tree, but it created all these moments that were, that I'll, I'll never forget. And then every Christmas Eve, dad would read the Christmas story and we would have our final advent. And I think that was helpful because as kids waking up the next morning, of course, all you're thinking about is presents and that kind of thing. But to have Christmas Eve really be more of a spiritual time where he's kind of centered our family and that was really powerful too. So yeah, we did the deep things too. Dad was dad was good at that, at making sure that we talked about Jesus. He is the reason for the season. <laughs> and you need to tell him what we did along with that. What's... Our live pageants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we dragged Katie through the living room in her oh, yeah. little walker because she couldn't even walk yet and she She was was the the angel angel. oh my gosh it was so cute yeah they would send us in the other room of course I was the director Mm -hmm. of course I was I was so bossy and I would direct the pageant at the live nativity and everybody had different parts and we costumes I mean they were just sheets you know largely nothing fancy but we would reenact and we've done this with our kids and we still do it yeah we need to do it again this year man y'all good memories (laughs) little terrifying because I'm I'm sitting here thinking about our family and I think this is the powerful thing of tradition is they feel a part of a bigger story and like this is something that your mother I mean so many things that your mother cooked or your mother did like you're doing now and so many things that we do it's because of you mom and and I think it's just something really powerful and brings families closer when you do have traditions I just think they do take a lot of work and intentionality and that's not necessarily easy especially when your kids are young. So Katie, talk about your family now and what does it look like? We go to Day's house. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, I keep wanting to like bring the family home and just, you know, do our own thing. And my oldest, who's 10. Oh yeah, all my kids. And he cannot handle change either. And he's like, Christmas is not Christmas if we're not at Day's, which is what we call my, that's what the kids call our mom, just so. Yeah listeners know oh yeah but oh yeah that's how all my kids feel I will say I want to give another side of things because Zach's mom actually does a great job with this too and for her you know they were always coming off playoffs Uh, coach Allen is a football coach and so I mean talk about divided interests you know of creating experience for your family with finishing up playoffs and trying to win a state championship like Christmas definitely took the back seat to football in that season however what she does is just the same simple things every year. Like she is so good at still establishing tradition. So even if you feel like you don't have time or you don't have money, I think building in a few simple things that make everybody, it's something about the familiar, something about knowing that for a few days, everything is safe and similar and we're all close and we're all together. I think that's what makes it so memorable. And the years run together. I mean, we've all had so many Christmases together, but those repeatable activities kind of are the things that rise up out of a multitude of kids being born and a multitude of years together. Mom, talk about when you had young kids and it was 
crazy. And I'm sure there were times you didn't like building those traditions. Looking back, are you glad that you did that? And what would you say to the people that are just tired and they're listening and they're like, oh, I don't want to do anything. What would you what would you say about why it matters as you create these memories and experiences for your family? Well, I think tradition was important to me, obviously. And I wanted everybody, I always want everybody around me to be happy. That's whatever number I am. That's part of who <laughs> I am. She makes fun of the Enneagram yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I never dreamed that my grandchildren would get on this train with us, that this would be their joy too. And of course, I love the Lord. And I, I didn't necessarily grow up in a home where I heard about the Lord at Christmas, but we celebrated with joy and happiness. And I had two sisters and a brother, big family, and, and we just had a ball every Christmas morning and Christmas Eve too. And so that's, of course, why it was important to me. But I don't know, I just love doing things for people. And my people are who I love the most. So why wouldn't I want to do more for them? I was so tired when Christmas was over every single year. Stay up too late with your daddy, help him put toys together because he didn't like reading instructions. <laughs> um, yeah, the, so tired. Cooking well before, during, after, never leaving the kitchen. And, and we had family in. It wasn't just you girls. We always had fa other family members and cousins in our home. It was just a fun, it's just, a, I love memories too. So I guess that's why. I want to paint the picture too. We had lived in a little one-story house, yellow on the outside. It was so homey, but it was really simple. Like our childhood home didn't cost a lot of money, It, but it was beautiful and it was so homey and we all have the fondest memories of growing up there. So we're not talking about doing this with a huge budget or, you know, I don't think you look back in those lean years, even for you and dad and think, wow, there was just plenty of money to do whatever we want, to buy whatever we want. She's saying never. There never was. It was just important to you. And you took what you had and you made it as beautiful as you could. And I remember another thing you did is you always took care of neighbors in that season. Like you would always take food to neighbors. I mean, you always wrapped and you homemade toffee, which is an incredible recipe. In fact, we could put that up. Will you let us? Sure. Okay. I'll, let, I'll put mother, up my mom's. It's my mom's and my grandmother's recipe. Yep. We'll yeah. put up the toffee recipe because she would make it for all her neighbors. I will say I've tried to make it and it doesn't turn out the same. Toffee's kind of got a little, you got to have a thermometer and you got to do it just right. So I just want to warn you before you head in, like you got to do this carefully and right if you know anything about toffee. But she made that and would break it up and we'd all run it over to friends' houses. And I just think, mom, what you do really well is you take whatever you have and you make it really beautiful and cause for celebration. And it was just, it was contagious. We all three want to be this way too. We we don't totally measure up. <laughs> well, now my favorite part of the story of why we slept in the closet is because they didn't turn people away. So dad right. made the rule that we were going to stay home but at the same time, they also said anyone can come to us. And we did. Oh, yeah. Like you we, said, we didn't have this. Bed. We had cousins. We didn't have yeah. this huge house. But mom was going to make sure they were fed. They were taken care of. They had a place to sleep, which meant we were going to be in the closet. And I bet that I love that that's what that represented. Was that but we thought it was just because Santa Claus was right. coming and we might look at our presents. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Mom, I just want you to know, and I want to honor you and dad, because you have built a culture in a family. And I really believe that's something all people can do, whether whatever your family looks like, even if 
it you're in a situation where you're a single parent, I think you can create a culture. And, a, and I think one way to do that is around holidays is to create a culture of closeness. And we and being a family matters and it means something. And we come together for, for difficulties and we come together for celebration. And, and I think you created that, that you had a value for we're going to be a close family. We are, it matters that we're together and that God's given us this and we're going to celebrate it and invite people into it. So today, like your grandkids, love, love, love being in your home. Always, all the time. I mean, my kids would go every weekend if they could. They love my mom and they love my dad and they love being in your home. So talk about just your gratitude today about those choices you made when it cost you so much and when it was exhausting, just the the environment you built in your home. I'm not sure I'd see my grandchildren as much because they live so far away if I hadn't done that. (laughs) They do love coming. Yes, and they even come to see me when it's not Christmas. I never dreamed, Jenny, when you were... I guess, too, that when we started celebrating Christmas at home, that that would lead to my grandchildren at 20 years old wanting to come back to our home and celebrate with us. So I'm really thankful for that. And this is another thing to say is when we've been in situations where we're not all together in Little Rock, but even there, we've always invited people into that. I mean, there's always been Corey. I mean, there's always been friends that come into our Christmas. And and some of you have this, and I just want you to think about who can you extend it to. Some of my great friends, the Friesens, every year they don't have family in town. Well, they've created family because they just invite their dearest friends that also don't have family that are maybe single and they can't get home, it's too far. They've invited those people into their lives and into their home and they've become family through this. So you can, even if you think my Christmas is so small, there's only me and my two kids or there's only you know, me and my parents, invite people into that. You can create these traditions with great friends as well. I think tradition creates connections. That's really good, Brooke. (laughs) That's so going to go on one of our Insta stories. (laughs) Tradition creates, and you can do that with family that is just friends, you know, and I think that that is, and we're all in desperate need of it right now. Yeah. And bring, yeah. And there are people around you that need to be brought in. So think about those people too. Let's go back, Katie, because a lot of people have listened to the podcast and they know your story. And there were a few Christmases there that were full of suffering for you. They represented difficult times because a lot of people listening are going great for y'all. Happy, happy. But there have been those years where it was not happy. In fact, there was a lot of tears and we were putting it together for the kids, but we were behind the scenes having really deep, difficult conversations. So what would you say to those people that are listening that are like, gosh, I don't have anything like this and I'm going through such a dark time? I would definitely say, especially if things are fresh, allow yourself to be sad in the midst of celebration and happiness that's around you. I just remember kind of the first, especially the first Christmas, pulling myself away when I needed to pull myself away. I didn't want to like drag everyone else down, but knew I needed a minute to go cry or gather my thoughts. And one thing I do, just a tangible act you can do if you're in the midst of hardship, you can quickly victimize yourself in any situation. So everyone else is happy around you. Everyone has their families that are all put together. Everyone is able to actually laugh. And I just remember being like, that's not me. Like, I'm so not there. My family's broken up. I want to be crying instead of laughing. Being able to feel those human flesh feelings, but also to back it up with truth and to remember even what the season is about, which is about our Savior. In fact, it became a sweeter Christmas, the year of my real thick grief, because it was like, I have more perspective on my Savior than I ever have. And so being able to really like sit in that truth. And then also, 
one thing I always do is to always anything that's kind of feeling negative or you're feeling sad about something, back it up with a positive. Back it up with something that you're thankful for. Sometimes all it takes is a little perspective shift. And so that's definitely one thing I would say that helped me through those seasons. So one of the things mom and dad made us do when we would have Advent is we'd sing a Christmas song. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone turn your... Turn Let's your go. speakers down we now. We even had like a hymnal. You ready? Come on. I mean, we're going to sing. We're going to sing. Joy to the world. The- <laughs> Everyone should see Brooke's face right now. Oh my God. Put the, the microphone up to your now. face. We're singing. This is what mom had to used to do. You're singing. You're singing. We didn't have any instruments. We should have played an instrument. It would have helped. Ready? Mom, lean forward. Joy to the world. <laughs> I will not participate. <laughs> This is what Advent felt like, y'all. I just wanted yeah, to bring yeah. it up that this is what it felt like. It this was is like, what actually happened. Sing together, and it was so awkward. But way to be awkward, mom and dad. Like, and then way I would like just force get, the awkward. I would just get mad. Yeah, <laughs> and she, and, and roll her eyes, which is exactly what she just did. She leaned back, crossed her arms, and was like, "I'm not singing." <laughs> that was also what you did at eleven and twelve. Oh man. Amen. Well, I was going to do it. I know. <laughs> Katie. Katie's so compliant. I'm like, I- I'll help out. Like, let me keep the peace. <laughs> she was she was warming up her voice over there, y'all. Oh, that was good. Okay. Well, to all the people out there that have the awkward Christmases, that have the hard Christmases, that have the really fun, cool Christmases, we love you and Merry Christmas. guys if you need to go pre-order your book it is going to be out so soon go to getoutofyourheadbook.com this project guys it is going to shift the way you think the way you live you're going to love it i mean we've been talking a lot about emotions this season it's kind of a deeper place that you can go and figure out what it is that is causing you to feel these feelings and i cannot wait to go to war in our minds and i'm telling you what the fruit that i have seen in my own life because of this is life-changing. So do not miss it. Get out of your head, Go get your copy. Pre-order it today.